Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. All right. Um, thanks to everybody for sharing. They did great, didn't they? Good job, guys. Um, a couple other thoughts on there. Uh, I'm going to encourage, encourage you to open your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. A couple other thoughts that I want to share with you. So as, as was mentioned, we were there. You saw the fireworks in the video. We were there over New Year's. And the big thing that they do on New Year's is light a bunch of fireworks. And so that's what you're seeing there, just lots of explosions and things like that. And, and so we, yeah, we were able to participate in their worship, their worship service because, uh, I, we weren't here on New Year's Day on Sunday morning, but I heard there was a low turnout because there was snow and because it was New Year's. Uh, they decided they can't, they canceled their Sunday morning worship service and had their worship service on Saturday night. So that was the service that we were part of. And it wasn't eight hours. Um, it was more like six that, that we ended up being there. Um, but yeah, just a really great opportunity to minister with those churches and to be a part of what they were doing. And, and as I talked to Jeremy Clark was here a couple weeks ago sharing with us in the morning service and I met with him after, uh, after that and had some conversation with him and, and he said, because they haven't had a missionary there and we're, we are the first mission team that has visited them since the, the Lees left there 20 years ago. And because of that, he said that from his perspective, from what he knows of the churches there, the, the greatest ministry that we had in, in all that we did, the work projects, all the things that we did, was just showing up and just being a part of their church and their lives and seeing what their lives were like. He said that you guys could have come down and done nothing but just be with them for a week and they would have been blessed by that ministry. And so it was just, it was, for me, it was really wonderful to see the way that those churches have been operating and to think about this church has, has been here as long as our church has been here and, and they're, they're working, they're doing ministry. But it, another highlight for me from the trip was just to see all of our young people, uh, and just step up and, and do ministry. And they, they were in charge of most of what happened. Like Catherine was mentioning about the youth workshop. She met with Pastor Kevin, but she, she put that together and she, she ran that and she said, okay, here's what you're going to talk about. Here's what you're going to do. She assigned tasks for each of us. And, and as she said, when that, when that, uh, workshop was ending, the pastor stood up and said, I could be, I could do this till two in the morning. Like we could just keep going. This is so wonderful for us. This is such an encouragement for us. They've been trying, they mentioned the, the movie night. They've been trying to do things to reach their youth. And they said, these are such great ideas for us to be thinking about, to be talking about. And, and you could see the volunteers that were part of the church just so excited to begin thinking about and implementing some of these things for their youth ministry and for the things that they're doing. And so just a, just a huge encouragement for us to be there. The, the work projects, uh, Jack and Andrew Lowen, who wasn't able to be here today because he was, he's working. Uh, I, I put them in charge of that and I said, you guys, like, I, I can hammer some nails, but I don't, I can't do drywall. Like, you guys are in charge of this. You need to talk to, talk to the churches and figure out what they need and then, and then we'll do it. But you're in charge and, and those guys, they stepped up and they, they planned those things. So just really, uh, proud of 
those of you that are parents of these kids, proud of your kids, um, but really for all of you, thank you again for your support and for, for all that you did to encourage us and to send us uh, to, be, to be on this trip and, and to encourage the churches. It was, it was really, um, you know, we're, as, we, as we open Colossians here, Paul is writing to, to a church that he has never been to. And, and Pastor Jim talked about this last week, that he's writing to this church in Colossae that has been started, and he has relationship with them, but he's never actually visited them before. He's never met them face to face. And he's writing to them and to encourage them to, to remind them to keep on in the ministry. And this is really what we, this is what we were doing when we went to Curacao. Can you imagine what it might be like to be a church that feels like we've been doing this ministry and it, but, but it's just us here on an, literally on an island doing this ministry, uh, by ourselves. And so for them to feel not just that we came and, and did some work for them, but for them to feel a love and support from really from this church here in Seattle, which most of them don't even know where Seattle is, uh, but to feel the love and support from our church, but also from the larger Grace churches and from GMI and saying, you guys are not alone. We are with you. And you were a part of that encouragement and sending us and being a part of that. And so Paul here <clears throat> is writing in Colossians and and just for the context, we're going to pick up and we're going to review where we were last week in chapter 1, verse 3. Paul writes to them and he says, We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, the faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you, all over the world, this gospel is bearing fruit and growing, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace and all its truth. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. And I really want to focus on verse 6 here where it says that this gospel has come to them and all over the world this gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace in the truth. And, and first of all, he uses this word gospel. Paul uses this word gospel. And this is a phrase that he shows, that shows up again and again throughout Paul's writings. And, and who knows what this word gospel really means? Good news, right? Uh, Evangelion, which is where we get evangelism. Uh, the other thing that, that didn't get mentioned is Faith was mentioning that we went out and did this evangelism. The second night that we were out, um, six people made decisions for Christ. So uh, that work was uh, bearing fruit, and, and also seeds were being planted. And so, again, you see, even this language that I just used, right, seeds being planted, is language that we're seeing in Paul. This gospel is bearing fruit and growing. And this word evangelism means uh, spreading the good news. And so Paul uses this word, this gospel, this good news is going forth, uh, not only in you, but around the world. And it's bearing fruit. And, and the content of this gospel we saw last week, Pastor Jim talked to us about, this, the content has to do with the faith that is in Christ Jesus. The love that they have for all the saints and this, this faith and love that spring from the hope that is stored up for them in heaven. And it's stored up for us in heaven that you have already heard about in the word of truth. 
And these three basic ideas of the faith of what Christ has done for us and a trust in, in God. And because of that faith that we are then responding with love to our world. And, and all of those things, those, that faith and the love, they spring out of the hope that we have that we know where this story is going. So Paul is saying, uh, we're, we're grateful to, to you and we're, we're praying and we're thanking God because these things are happening in you, but these things are also happening throughout the world. And I just want to share a couple examples of, of how this has really struck, struck home with me, uh, just in our time that was, that was in Curacao and give you a picture for what this might look like and how to think uh, about this for yourselves. So somebody made a comment to me while we were on the trip. We were doing this construction project, and one of the guys that was helping us from one of the churches, his name was Kevin. Kevin was probably uh, probably my age, uh, and he is, he is a sergeant major in the Curacao military. So he's pretty high rank. He's a uh, uh, younger guy, not, I don't know, uh, his, uh, and, and he and his wife, Samara, have been married for a couple years. And so they were there with us. He had some time off because it was right around the, the holidays. A lot of them were on vacation for, for some of that time. And so he had some time off and he chose to use some of that time to come with us to, to buy the supplies to, to help us get oriented around what we needed to do. And, and his wife was coming along for part of that as well. And somebody told me this story about, uh, Kevin was, was up on a ladder and he had a tape measure. And, and he dropped the tape measure and he reached down to catch it and it almost landed on Samara's head, his wife's head. And he catches it and they exchange this look, like, what just happened? You know, you, you just almost dropped that on me, like, this sort of thing. And, and I can't remember who on the team was sharing this story with me, but they said that, uh, that, like, they, they saw that happen from across the room. And they realized, oh, these are like real people. You know, that there's like a sense of like, I've seen that look before, maybe in my parents, or like I've seen that. And, and just a moment of, uh, seeing like a relationship happening among, among a husband and a wife that live on the other side of the world, but like deal with the same sort of like giving that look, uh, Issues that that we experience in in our relationships and that that are very familiar, and all of a sudden you have these people that live uh, completely completely different place, different culture, different uh, different uh, ideas and and ways that they go about their lives, and yet there's there's this connection, there's this commonality. Uh, uh, another girl you you saw in some of the pictures, there's a 12 year old girl that that hung around us quite a bit. Anytime we were with the, the churches, she was the daughter of one of the pastors, and she really liked to, she was making bracelets for the girls. Her name was Sierra, and she was, she was always, uh, just loved being around the ladies on the team, and, and connecting with them, and talking with them, and, and the, the last night on, on New Year's, uh, we, we were being, uh, spending some time with, with the pastor, and he was taking us around to different places, and, Sierra was riding in the van with us rather than riding with her parents in the truck ahead ahead of us. And towards the end of the night, uh, Sierra's mom and I were having a conversation and she was saying, this is really great that Sierra is with you and not with me right now. <laughs> uh, because she's a 12-year-old girl and her mom was just saying, like, this is 
this is hard right now. Like the, we're, like the relationship is, there's some strain and it's just nice for me to have a break from her. How many moms have felt that before? Yeah, right? <laughs> Chrissy Kirk raises that hand high. Uh, uh, yeah, and again, just like these, these are real people, right? And they're dealing with the same, same issues, the same concerns, same hardships, the same struggles, the same dynamics that, that we experience. And, and, uh, when Paul is talking about the way that the gospel is bearing fruit all over the world, and it's also bearing fruit in you, there's this understanding that the, the work of the gospel, uh, is, that, that there, there are people around the world today, Christians, who are wrestling through the, the exact same issues that you and I are wrestling through uh, regarding what does it mean to live faithfully for Jesus Christ today in the 21st century in the place that God has put. And dealing with all kinds of, of concerns about like my job and the things that, that occupy my time and my concerns and my life and also trying to say, but I'm also like, I don't want God to be on the side over here how do I integrate what God has for me and the values that God has for me within my parenting, within my marriage, and within my relationships? And what does it look like for that to, to bear fruit in my life in, in the job that I go to on a daily basis and in my community and in my neighborhood and, and the people around me? And, and these issues that, that Paul is writing to for the church about the way that the gospel is bearing fruit are, I mean, these people that Paul is writing to have those same concerns, right? They have jobs that they're trying to figure out what is, what does this gospel now mean for the way that I do my job? And we have to wrestle with those issues. And the people of Curacao and the people of Bolivia and the people in Tanzania are wrestling with all of those issues. And it looks differently based on their culture. But at the same time, uh, it's the same questions. What does it mean to follow God? What does it mean for my faith and my hope and my love to, to be expressed in, in my world here where God has placed me? These people are working out the implications of the gospel in their lives and in their communities. And what's clear for, for me, uh, anytime I visit a church, uh, whether it's a, a different church here in the United States or in Curacao or, uh, Anytime we interact with other believers, believers maybe outside of our borders, um, is, it's very clear, uh, it's very easy to see the gospel and, and Christianity at, through our own lens, right? Through our own understanding of what this looks like and how this plays out with our own, with our own cares and concerns. But it's just very clear that is, and Paul is writing here, and, and we see from the churches of Curacao that the gospel and its implications are not a uniquely Berean thing, right? It's not a uniquely Seattle thing. It's not a uniquely American thing, but it's a worldwide thing that the gospel plays out and, and is working throughout the world. And, and one of the, and we don't have it somehow more right than others. Here you have this church that was started by Americans that went down and planted a church. But that doesn't mean that we somehow know more about how to work this out than they do. And that we have the opportunity to learn from the ways in which they are 
passionate for the things that God has for them and, and willing to, to, it's probably no less uncomfortable for them to go out and be evangelizing in the streets as it was for us. Uh, and yet they're, they're saying this, this matters and we're going to make this a priority and they're doing it. And they're going out and sharing the gospel with the people around them and inviting them and, and desiring to help them understand God's grace and its value in their lives. We don't have it more right than them, but that the gospel flourishes and bears fruit throughout the whole world. And that we can learn from their example just as much as they learn from our example. And the way that they are working out ministry uh, is like we can be challenged and we can be encouraged by that. And I think for those of you that were on the team, I know personally for myself, seeing the way that they are working out these implications uh, was both an encouragement and a challenge to me just as much as hopefully we were an encouragement and were able to bring challenge to them as well. As well. And so I just want to leave you with this, with this thought, really a question. As you, as you think about uh, what does it look like for you today, what does it look like for you in, in the place that God has called you to be a person who is, uh, who, for whom your faith and your love and your hope are bearing fruit, that this message of the gospel is, is bearing fruit, is growing, is, is expanding within your life to the people around you. Uh, what does that look like? In what ways is that happening? In what ways are you planting seeds for growth in the people around you? How are you informing them? How is your response to, uh, to events at work or events that are happening in our society? How are those reflecting, how is your response reflecting the faith that you have in Jesus Christ? And how, what are the connecting points that people can see that, oh, her response, his response is different from my response and I wonder what that might be. I wonder why that might be. It might, and, and to give you an opportunity to plant a seed of, it's because of the faith that I have. It's because of the hope that I have that I can respond this way. It's because of the love that I've experienced that I can love somebody else in a love, with a love that doesn't make sense. In what ways are you and is the gospel bearing fruit from your life? And if, if you stop, and, and this is something that I encourage you to be reflecting on throughout the week, be paying attention. And if, and if the answer is, I don't really see any ways that the gospel is bearing fruit in my life, then I would encourage you to, to ask the question, in what ways can, can I begin to allow that to happen? And maybe that's because because the way in which you respond to a circumstance doesn't really have much to do with your faith or your love or your hope. And and we need to go back and say, okay, what is it that I believe is true about Jesus Christ and what he's done for me that can impact or that can speak into this concern that I have with my coworker? And this conflict that I'm having with my coworker that I really don't want to even be around him right now, or I don't even want to be around her, I can't, like I, I intentionally try to avoid her, so that I don't, I don't have to deal with this tension. What is it about the love that God has, has given you that teaches you to love your enemies and to forgive your enemies? 
how can that inform the way that you say, I'm going to work towards reconciliation in this relationship. Even though I think I'm right and she's wrong, I'm going to work to bring about healing within this relationship rather than just continue to live in this tension of I'm, I'm going to avoid her. And that's a way in which the fruit of the gospel can begin to bear to bear fruit in your own life, right? And it's an opportunity for you to plant seeds and an opportunity for you to share that that there's something different going on for you. And so I just want to leave you with that. That here you have, we've experienced and we've shared with you these stories of the way that the gospel has been bearing fruit and the way that these people are, are working out the implications of the gospel for their own lives. And I just encourage you to, to be reflecting on what does that look like for you this week? What are the ways that you need to, to, to allow those seeds to be planted? What are the ways in which you need to be connected back to your faith and your hope and your love so that when you respond, when you interact, when you go out into your world, that the gospel can also bear fruit for you as well? Uh, let's pray. God, I uh, thank you for, for this church and their the, the history of missions that they have been a part of, that we have been a part of for so many years and the desire to to share your love and your grace to to the world. And thank you for the support that they gave for for this team that that went down and was able to share the gospel and and bring encouragement to these churches. Uh thank you for the successful ministry that we were able to have and 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 not just uh, the 10 of us that went but but we as Green Bible Church were able to have together uh at, in Curacao and, and we just pray for those churches. We pray for the youth ministry that they are working to, to begin and, and the efforts that they're making to continue to expand their work and to, to reach people with the gospel. We just ask that you uh, remind them of, of our love for them, remind them of the encouragement that we uh, want to offer them and, and our connection together. Remind us of their encouragement and their connection with us. That, that we can recognize and understand that we are one body in Christ and that your gospel is going forth here just as much as it is going forth there. And we pray as we reflect on, on what it might mean for the gospel to bear fruit in our own lives, uh, reveal to us the ways in which our faith, uh, the faith that we profess may not be connecting uh, with the way in which we're living our lives. The hope that we profess may not be connecting with the way that we live our lives. The love that we profess may not be connecting. Reveal to us those ways and, and we just ask for uh, sensitivity to your spirit and humility to as as we hear the things that you're saying to us that we can respond and and be people for whom it can be said that, that all the world is speaking of the faith and the hope and the love that we have here at Berean Bible Church. Pray this in your name. Amen. Uh, love those words that we sing and just uh, I don't know about you but when I sing those words it's a, a prayer and a reminder of the calling that we have as the gospel and I, I think if we uh, I mean we pray those words we sing those words we embody those words through the power of Jesus Christ uh, and if we are people who who make it our mission uh, to, to bring love and faith and hope to bring uh, joy where there is sorrow to bring hope where there is hopelessness uh, to bring light into darkness. Uh, if we if we make that our prayer and our goal on a daily basis, uh, 
the world doesn't know what to do with that. Um, and and we live in a world uh, that is doesn't know how to bring peace into conflict very well. And yet we are people of peace. Uh, we're called to, to sow peace in our world. We're called to sow love and light through the power of God in us, right? This is what God is calling us to. And and as we do that and we pray and we, we check back in and we say, okay, where where have I, my faith not connected? Where is my love not connecting? Uh, and, we, and we allow God to work again and to change us and say, okay, here's... Here's a new place where I can show, share my faith and live out my faith and live out my hope. Uh, the world's going to change. And it's not going to change because of us. It's going to be changed because of God working through us. And I just encourage you to, to seek that this week. Pray that, that you can carry your faith into the world. Pray that you can carry your love into the world and your hope into the world. Uh, and pray that God will use you uh, to bring light into the darkness.